In this episode, we're gonna talk about the biggest news stories that have happened in the Amazon ecosystem over the last few weeks that affect you sellers out there. For example, did you know that Amazon buyers potentially can find your home address in 30 seconds? How uncool is that? Pretty uncool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And something that can be considered a serious strategy is keeping up to date with everything that changes in Amazon, namely the Amazon news and understanding how it affects you, how it should affect your planning, the new tools that are available either from Amazon or even Helium 10 that can help you in your business. So this episode is going to be about the latest changes that we have been noticing that are happening in in the Amazon ecosystem that could have an effect on you. So pay close attention. A lot of this stuff we've talked about in our blogs before, but some of it is is brand new. And it's really important that you guys are are kind of taking note of what happens. Because, you know, some people say, you know, the only thing consistent is in Amazon is change. And, and that's how it is. You know, um, if you are kind of like under a rock, you wouldn't have known about things a couple of years ago when brand analytics came around. And, and how powerful that could be for you. You wouldn't have known about the switch to Amazon A++ content and how you can utilize that. So it's important to understand and keep up to date with everything that's changing in the Amazon ecosystem so that you can plan accordingly. Let's just first start right off the bat with talking about Amazon's earning reports that, that came out last week. There were some like pretty crazy numbers that came out you know, from that. For example, Amazon actually doubled its net profit year over year to 5.2 billion. This is up from 2.6 billion at this time in 2019. And this is after Amazon supposedly, according to this report, spent over $4 billion into COVID-19 related costs. So imagine if, if COVID didn't happen or if they didn't have to spend that money, that profit margin would have even been bigger. So it's interesting to note that, hey, E-commerce is on the way up. Amazon is on the way up. It's a great time to be optimistic about the future of selling on Amazon. Another interesting part is about Amazon's grocery business, all right? This is something that I don't think a lot of sellers really look into, but again, because of the pandemic, all of a sudden more people were looking to buy their groceries online. So if you have the manufacturing capabilities for that, this might be something to look into. You know, this is still an emerging market. According to one report, e-commerce accounted just for 2.6% of total US retail food and beverage sales last year. However, this Quartzsite Research Institute estimated that that overall category is going to expand about 40% this year and, and account for about 3.5% of total spending in that category, you know, retail, food, and beverage. And that might like seem like it's a small number, but guess what that number represents? That is a market size of nearly $38 billion. So this might be something that, you know, if you have the manufacturing capabilities or contacts with a with a factory or something that that produces food, this could be something that you could look into. You know, latter half of 2020, beginning of 2021, how how to sell grocery on Amazon. 
what other Amazon-related news has there been recently? Well, a lot of sellers are, have been complaining. They're, they're trying to make new listings, right? And if they don't have brand registry yet, they'll get this error message called 5665. And this is something we, we've been reporting on for a couple of months now, but there's different ways around it. And, and they constantly change. Like what, if you don't have brand registry yet, you are not completely locked out from, from selling your product on Amazon. Uh, there's different ways around it. What I highly suggest doing is in the manufacturer section, make sure to put the brand name, all right? And then if it allows you to put the brand name into the brand name, go ahead and do it. But most likely it's not gonna allow you if, you're not have, if you don't have brand registry. So in that place, put either like an N-A, you know, sometimes lowercase, sometimes capital, or an N.A, n.a. I mean, there's different things. It's really weird how sometimes on certain listings, one of these variations works and sometimes other ones work. Sometimes I've even heard of people using TBD. And then what happens is, is that's what your listing gets, gets started with, right? That's what's going to show up in the brand. Sometimes if you have the, the brand name in the manufacturer, even if you have na or not applicable right there in the brand name, it actually still shows the actual brand name because you had put it in the manufacturer's section. So if not, what you need to do is after you get your listing up, you can just go and create, make sure to create a, you know, the packaging and submit to Amazon uh, pictures of the packaging that show the UPC number or perhaps the Amazon FN SKU that clearly show the brand name on the packaging and it's the actual item and send that in. And usually you can get that brand name of NA kind of overridden and Amazon will go ahead and put your own brand name on there. Another way uh, we wrote a, a blog on this. If you're looking or if you're listening to this on the website, we'll, we'll, we'll put a link in the transcript on this, but we wrote a blog about how you can do that with some screenshots. But another way is without having the packaging yet is if you create a website of your product and on there, make sure to have the pictures of the product and clearly show the UPC number on there. A lot of times I've done that twice myself. Amazon has accepted that as proof, even if you don't have the actual packaging there. So that's just one way that you can get around the brand 5665 error without brand registry. And especially those of you who are using the Project X method of doing test listings. Uh, in that case, I almost wouldn't even care that there's NA in the brand because that's the whole point of the, the test listing is, you know, you're not trying to build a brand on it. So you're not looking to get conversions. You're just looking on to get, to validate the, impressions and the number of clicks you get. So I wouldn't worry too much. I would just launch with the NA as the brand. But hey, if you want to, to, to make sure it's an apples to apples comparison, absolutely go through that process of getting the actual brand, even on a, on a test listing. So that's something that we have noticed that a lot of our users have been worried about. Something brand new that just came out in the last week. It's kind of like a, a new tool to improve the quality of your listings is what Amazon called it. And you could see this in your Seller Central dashboard or just in your Seller Central dashboard, do a search for listing quality dashboard, all right? Listing quality dashboard. And this goes to, to all sellers, I believe. I don't think you have to have brand registry for this, but it's just a cool thing to show you if you have some missing fields in your listing. You know, I'm sure you guys uh, use our our listing optimization best techniques that we did um, that one workshop. You guys can see that at optimizeyourlistings.com where Karen Thomas and I did a two hour workshop on the best practices for listing optimization. But we, we mainly just went over the basics there. You know, you know, hey, get, get a good title, your bullet points, your images, your description, your subject matter, and your search terms. But obviously there's a lot more fields 
in Amazon. And some of these could be mini game changers as far as your visibility, because a lot of these fields have to do with those filters that Amazon customers can use in the search results. So sometimes, you know, you're, you're, you're buying something on Amazon, right? Or you're searching for something on Amazon and you see like 5,000 results. You're like overwhelmed. You're like, Hey, I want to narrow this down. Like if it's a TV, let me narrow it down to ones that are 30 inches and below, or, or let me narrow it down by, by if it's a prime listing, let me narrow it down by the color, by the brand. There's all these different filters that are out there, you know, by the material, by the occasion, like if it's a holiday related or something. And if you don't have these filters or, or fields filled out in your listing, you're going to disappear. Your listing will disappear when Amazon customer uses one of these filters. So this is just a new tool from Amazon that kind of helps you to see where you might be lacking in some of those fields. Like some of the ones from project X, I didn't realize that I didn't have the, the dimensions in the accurate place. And so that was uh, something that it told me that I needed to add, you know, I didn't have the occasion on some of these, you know, the occasion being like for party or for, you know, Easter or for Halloween or something like that. There's other ones where I didn't have the color, you know, I didn't have the color of the coffin shelf or the project X egg tray listed. You know, it's, I didn't think about that. It's like a wooden egg tray. What do you think? Of course it's brown, but Hey, even if there's just one customer out of 200 that are going to use that filter for brown guys, that adds up over a year of how many of how much business you might be missing out on just by not having this really simple filter filled out. So guys, make sure to check that out. Again, it's called the listing quality dashboard. It'll probably only take you like 10, 15 minutes to go through that once you get there, but it can greatly increase your conversions on, on the backside. When I say greatly increase, I mean, to me, 1%, that's a great increase. All right. Cause I mean, how, how many impressions are you getting weekly? You know, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, a 1% increase is, is something that is not something to be scoffed at. So make sure to check that out. What other things do we have in the news that are, are going on? Well, one thing that was really big, one of the probably most viral blogs I've written and had over 1400 shares in the first couple of days of this blog was how Amazon buyers can actually find your home address guys in 30 seconds. All right. This, how this came up was it, it came out in a news story on Amazon saying how, Hey, eventually in September 1st, 2020, Amazon buyers will be able to see your seller address, which in many cases for you guys is your home address. They'll be able to see that starting September 1st, 2020. However, this is not September 1st, 2020 right now, right now, right this very second, Amazon buyers still can see your address. Well, how so? Well, what happens is you can go to their storefront. So right now, like you go to a listing on Amazon, like go to the coffin shelf listing or whatever. Right. And then you click on sold by how cool is that? How cool is that is our storefront name for the project X. It, it takes you to a storefront, uh, pre page, right? There's nothing that you see on there right now. However, go to the very top on the URL page, and you can do this on any Amazon storefront on amazon.com right now. And if you change that .com to like, for example, .com.mx, you know, for Amazon Mexico, and then now you're in the storefront for Mexico for them, you're going to see our company address there. And for those of you Amazon sellers who, when you set up your Amazon account, you just set it to your home address. You know, maybe you don't have a, you don't have an office building or you don't have a mailing address that you use. You, 
you know, you wanted to verify your utility bills and everything. So you had to use your home address. Guess what? Any Amazon buyer using this technique can actually see your home address right now by doing this hack of going to the Amazon Mexico or one of the Amazon Europe storefronts if you're selling in Amazon Europe. But starting September 1st, they'll even be able to see that on the amazon.com website. So this was a shock to many people who didn't realize that. I mean, for, for those selling in Europe or those selling in Mexico, this is old news. I mean, in, in Europe and Mexico, you've always been able to see everybody's address. So this is kind of big, you know, for some. A lot of people are, are like happy about this change because it's like, hey, you know, some of these fly-by-night companies, it, it makes it a little bit more difficult for them to operate under the radar. You know, there's there's more of a paper trail here, you know, so maybe some bad players it's going to weed out. But those of you who are selling on Amazon and you've got your home address on there, it might be time to, you know, open up a case to Amazon and say, hey, is it all right if I change my main address, you know, to to a different address, like maybe your work, your office address. I don't think you can really use PO boxes. I don't use PO boxes in the sense of a post office box by the US postal system. I use a PO box for like, it's a mailbox, et cetera, or UPS store. I mean, it's an actual physical address. I've never tested virtual addresses. Some people were asking me about that. So I've never tested that, but I use an actual mailbox for mine. So, hey, in the really, really weird situation where there's some disgruntled customer out there and they want to find out where I live. Well, they're not going to be able to just from my Amazon Seller Central account. They would just be sent to my mailbox, right? So that's something that you guys who are concerned about privacy, if it's your home address that's listed there, you might want to start investigating how to get that changed in order for that not to show up. And there's actually some, some other cool things that you can put on that page. Make sure to check the blog. There will, again, be a link in the description in helium10.com forward slash podcasts. If you find this episode on there, you'll find a link to a blog where we went into a lot of details on exactly what you can and can't see from the buyer's side, what you can and cannot put in on the seller side. This is, again, something that's very important, those of you who are concerned about privacy, to make sure that you can check that your home information is not on there, all right? What else has changed recently in Amazon? We talked about the uh, the brand 565 error. We talked about how buyers can look for your addresses. Another cool thing, let's go, that was kind of a quote unquote bad news, I guess, you know, for some people, but we talked about this in June, but there's a virtual bundle tool now. So again, if you needed another reason to get brand registry, here's another reason to get brand registry. Amazon has a virtual bundling tool where let's say in one brand that you have brand registry for, you've got two or three items. Like let's say they are, oh, looks like the coffin shelf, all right? I actually just launched five new coffin shelves on Amazon. I'm testing different colors, a pink one, a green one, red one, et cetera, right? If I wanted to, I can create a new ASIN, which is a virtual product bundle. And I can make the components of it be single standalone ASINs. So now the difference between this and you know, what you've been able to do in the past is if you wanted to do a bundle of a product, that's a separate ASIN, yes, but you would actually have to package it together and send that separately to Amazon as separate inventory. Like you'd have to send them a package that included a black and a pink coffin shelf, right? But now you don't have to do that anymore. You can just create this virtual bundle and from the customer's side, it looks like it's one listing. Hey, this is a bundle. You've, you're able to put a different image. You can put an image that has that shows the black and the pink coffin shelf. Hey, this is the product. You're buying one 
package of a black and a pink coffin shelf. But what's happening on the back end is that if somebody buys this bundle, Amazon goes and fulfills basically two single orders of your two single items, you know, the black coffin shelf and the pink coffin shelf in this example. It's fulfilled separately and shipped to the customer separately. You don't save any money on the fulfillment. You don't save any money on the, the Amazon commission or anything like that, but it's just a way to get another ASIN out there and maybe capitalize on a higher ticket price sale. It's something that can help you to sell multiple units like in, of a certain product, you know, like that is, you know, maybe two different products like, hey, pink coffin shelf, black coffin shelf, maybe let's sell an 18 egg tray or and a 12 egg tray together in the same bundle. You can now do that if you have brand registry. Again, go to the written version of this episode if you wanna see the link or just go to helium10.com forward slash blog and type in virtual product bundle tool and uh, that blog will show up. So that's a really cool announcement. I know a lot of sellers were especially looking forward to that. Now, going back to the, you know, quote unquote bad news, you know, for some sellers is in back in July, Amazon made the announcement that they were going to have quantity restrictions for brand new products or products that were dormant or that weren't selling well. And this probably has has affected the sellers more than anything else I, I've talked about today. And basically what's happening, let's say from now until Q4 potentially, unless something changes, if you want to launch a new product on Amazon, that's FBA, the max you can send to Amazon is 200 units for a new product or maybe something that was dead, a product that was dead and you're reviving, there's no sales. In the beginning, you're only going to be able to send 200 units. Uh, conversely, other products that you've been selling for a while, you're only going to be able to send in perhaps a multiple of what your sales velocity is. And this is not set in stone because there's a lot of different factors involved in it, including Amazon storage capacity. Like let's say you had a product that you were selling 200 units a month, all right? Amazon could cap what you can send in at once for replenishment to maybe around 600 units. We've seen that it's, it's sometimes a multiple of anywhere from two to four times what your monthly sales velocity is, is what they will allow you to do. But again, there is not a specific formula that you can use to determine what your capacity will be because it's also determinant on how Amazon's capacity is at their warehouses. And that's a constantly fluctuating. And that's basically the reason why this is happening. You know, what happened during the pandemic was Amazon was taking a big hit because of all the shipping delays they had and all the uh, blocks that they put on where you couldn't send more inventory in if it wasn't essential. So, you know, Amazon went out and, and tried to hire, or they did hire, you know, what, 150, 175,000 more employees and more delivery drivers. I know they're constantly trying to get more warehouse space, but the fact of the matter is, you know, as we talked about the outside of this episode, is that there's so much more business that Amazon is doing right now that, you know, people are sending, you know, sellers are sending in inventory at unprecedented rates to Amazon and it is filling up their warehouses. How many of you guys out there have, you know, been trying to replenish your orders either from China or, you know, maybe you have it in your 3PL warehouse and you just send in an order to Amazon and in the past, as soon as they receive it, like within two or three days, you'll see it in active inventory in your listing. But now it's taking a week two weeks, three weeks, four weeks for them to check in. Well, what's happening is because 
in a lot of these warehouses, Amazon just doesn't have the room anymore to check this inventory in. So they're trying to, they have to wait until they get inventory out the door. So in order to kind of like alleviate from this, they're trying to limit the number that you can send in and they're prioritizing the shipments that they know are not going to be sitting in Amazon for very long because it has high sales velocity. So again, if you've got some decent sales velocity, you're going to see your rates increase. So what are some ways around that? Like, what can you do? You know, does this mean you're not going to launch a product anytime between now and the end of the year? No, you know, I'm not recommending that, nor do I think that that's necessary to happen. But what you have to do is you're going to have to start considering using 3PL warehouses. So, you know, for example, maybe what you can do is you can send in 200 units direct from your factory, direct to Amazon. And if your MOQ was 1,000 units, well, you'd want to go ahead and take maybe those extra 800 units and have those shipped to either your house or a 3PL. And then how Amazon's capacity is working is, is once Amazon has shipped and delivered the product, it's not in transit or anything, that frees up a unit. Right. So in other words, let's say you send in 200 units of your widget to Amazon and they ship and deliver. You know, if it's in transit, it still kind of counts against your inventory capacity, but they ship and deliver 20 units. All right. Well, what does that mean? Now your capacity is still 200, but you've got 20 available because now your usage is only 180 units. So then theoretically speaking, you'll be able to send in uh, 20 more. So if you are selling at any velocity at all, it's going to be kind of difficult for you to keep from running out of stock because, you know, if you're selling like 30, 40 units a day, it's going to take a few days for that, those 30, 40 units every day to kind of show up as available in your system. So you're going to have to keep very tight control over your inventory, especially if you're using a 3PL or your own warehouse to try and hurry up and and replenish Amazon so that you don't run out of your FBA inventory. But that's just another reason that if your 3PL warehouse can do it, or if you're doing this from your own house and using like stamps.com or something to stick your own shipping labels, that you also dually have your items listed as a fulfilled by merchant. Again, I included blogs before that are in detail on how to run fulfilled by merchant listings. So just go to helium10.com forward slash blog, type in uh, fulfilled by merchant or FBM, you know, either one of those, and you should see those blogs. But, you know, there's 3PL warehouses like the one we just had on the the podcast a few weeks ago, Sean from Creative, creative creative.com, K-R-E-A-S-S-I-V-E.com. I I don't think companies like that are going to really be able to help you out if you're just launching a brand new product and your projected sales are going to be only like five units a day or something like that, they, they might not have the capacity to, to deal with smaller companies. But if you're a larger company and, and you're, you're established and maybe you have like, you know, five SKUs, 10 SKUs that you, you want to launch and, and you want to run it all through a 3PL warehouse, reach out to 3PL warehouses like that. Ask people in your network, Hey, who do you guys use that you can recommend? Uh, Creative, they're in California, but maybe you're in New York. You want a New York third-party logistics warehouse. Ask your friends, ask the Helium 10 members group who, who, who they're using for 3PL. If you're like me, and you can you have the capacity to fulfill this from your own house. You know, I got a 2000 square foot warehouse behind my house. So all of the Project X items, I just ship to my house. And then as I need more inventory, I send it to Amazon from here. If I ever run out, I have, my listing never goes dead because I've got inventory on hand here with my fulfilled by merchant listing active that could be switched over as soon as, you know, the prime listing runs out, the buy box switches just right over to my fulfilled by merchant listing. So guys, this is something I I wrote two blogs on this issue that I think you guys should review. 
It's about the quantity limits. So just put in like quantity limits in the search bar at helium10.com forward slash blog to, to, I have some like screenshots and some breakdowns on, on how to manage this situation. But at the end of the day, guys, it's not, it's not the end of, of the world here that Amazon put this restriction in. I mean, if anything, it's a great sign to show how business is booming so much on Amazon that, you know, they can't even, they don't even have the capacity to deal with all these products that are trying to meet this increased customer demand that you guys could see from that, that earnings report where Amazon sales are way up. So these are just a handful guys of the things that are going on in the Amazon ecosystem. As a reminder, we give breaking news every week on YouTube, all right? So make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just go to Helium 10, search for that on YouTube. Thursday evenings, we launch something called the weekly news. All right, so make sure to set a set a uh, um, not a reminder, but there's like there's like a bell that's on YouTube videos where you can set a uh, set it so that you'll get a notification every time we, we come out with these these news stories. And again, at helium10.com forward slash blog, we also keep up to date a little bit more in depth with with what is going on in the Amazon ecosystem. So. If anything uh, here was news to you, make sure to go check out those resources and get more details. On the Helium 10 side, we launched a lot of stuff last month that uh, we've been kind of you know drip feeding you uh, here on the podcast, letting you know, for example, the Alta that helps with financial, you know, financial credit lines and helping with your VAT and getting daily payouts from Amazon. Make sure to check out Grow with Alta for that. Another thing I'm going to do an in-depth podcast about in a couple of weeks is our new historical keyword ranking, all right? Historical keyword ranking, so, so valuable for those of you doing product research or keyword research. That's something I'm going to go a little bit more in-depth on in the coming weeks, as well as our new inventory management solution that we're offering within Helium 10. So look out for those news bites too, because all of those definitely can help uh, you know, you scale your Amazon business as well. So again, guys, uh, please, if possible, uh, leave us a review. If you haven't done so, whether you're listening to on Spotify or Apple podcasts or whatever form you're listening to, make sure to leave us a review. And also to uh, guys, I just launched a new Instagram, like a business Instagram page for me, and I'm going to be giving you guys snippets of the best podcasts. And I'm also going to give a lot of helium 10 related advice on there. So if you're on Instagram, make sure to follow me at, at H 10, Bradley, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. Make sure to give me a follow there and uh, any feedback that you have about the podcast, you can, you can leave it to my DMs right there as well. Well, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you in the next one.